Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny Ahsoka breakdown. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the saddest boy I've ever met, Barrett Courtney. Faith? I lost that a long time ago. There we go. And joining us once again, of course, we have Anthony Carboni. It's a good day today, Tim. It's a Star Wars and Starfield day. We're double starring and I love it. Double star, baby. And rounding out the group, we have Sage Ryan. Look at my hat. I'm a Sokatana. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking. Ahsoka. I thought Ahsoka was here with us. Uh, I'm going to be talking all about Ahsoka episode four, The Fallen Jedi today, directed by Peter Ramsey, a.k.a. the director of Into the Spider-Verse. That's Pretty right. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the one of the because there was like a few directors. He was a co-director gotcha, on, on gotcha, Into the Spider Verse. Gotcha. Peter Ramsey's been directing the last few episodes, and I believe I was oh, looking into really? it. Yeah, I yeah. believe he's, he's he's been on the uh, he's been on the Disney Plus Star Wars train for a little while. Yeah, he, I think he's been doing some solid work. Filoni directed episode one, and then Peter Ramsey, I think, has uh, directed to episodes two, three, and four. No, no. So Filoni did one. Steph mm-hmm. Green. Did two and Death three. Green. Peter okay, Ramsey's okay. only done doing, doing this only one. done this one. And then Filoni's directing next week, Timmy. I believe. Yeah. I, I, I believe. P, I believe Peter's done uh, a Mando episode. Mm, okay. I think. He, I think that was his his live action premiere was doing a Mando episode. But he did. He's, uh, he's, cha- chapter twenty one, the pirate, mm, which yeah. would have been one of the the season three episodes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, he gave us he gave us the grassy the grassy pirate man the moss man yeah <laughs> you'll love to see it you know what else you love to see this show and it happens every week on youtube.com slash kind of funny uh, or roosterteeth.com if you want the video if you want it as a podcast though search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we will be right there for you uh if you wanted to go above and beyond patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go just like our patreon producers jedi master deadpool james hastings casey andrew logan delaney Nathan Lamoth and Patrick Delgado. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays and DraftKings Sportsbook. But if you're over on Patreon, you won't need to hear those ads. But for everyone else, you know, there'll be some ads. You just got to deal with it. Anyways, deal with it. Wow. Let's get into our thoughts <laughs> on Ahsoka episode four. Barrett, I want to start with you. Uh, I I really enjoyed this episode. Um, it, it's interesting. Coming off of like episode three last week, right, where Tim, you and I were kind of talking about like the first two episodes, we got a lot of like Phantom Menace vibes, and then last week's episode, uh, we got a little bit of a, a new hope, and we were wondering like going into the kind of middle part of this show, are are, we, are they playing around with tones throughout this entire season? Are we going to get a little bit of Empire? And I got a little bit of Empire here, not like 
very specific like callbacks or anything, but just like overall kind of vibes where we're at in the story. And I, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of a lot of moments uh, that I, I really loved. Whether it was the action, like the the one on ro- one Robo like ro- rock 'em sock 'em robots fight, which was fucking awesome. Uh, just the, the the fight with uh, Maroc and uh, the the apprentice, who I think we finally got like her name actually said out loud today for the first Shin. time. Yeah, Shin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you know the 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 actual like fight between Balin and Ahsoka, the last moment, which I know we're going to talk about uh, more in depth that actually like brought tears to my eyes um, just because of how big that uh, of a moment that meant for me uh, as a fan of these characters. Um, and yeah, it, it's one of those things like not much plot wise happened in this, uh, this episode, right? Like we didn't move off this planet. The kind of entire crux of this episode was like this, uh, sequence of, uh, dialing in the kind of, um, the calculations for this uh, jump. Right. And that's pretty much the only thing that happens in this episode. That's like moving the plot forward, but there is still so much going on here that I, that I ate up and, uh, similar to last week's episode where it's like, it's a bit slow moving, but I, I feel like it's done a bit more with, with purpose that, uh, I'm not finding myself kind of like checking my phone a lot or anything. Like I'm like, I feel so bad for Alyssa now that these are coming out at 6 PM where she's also watching. She's a huge Sabine fan. So she's like excited to watch with me and I'm pausing like every minute to like take like notes and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Anthony, what about you? Barrett, how is Alyssa, as a huge Sabine fan, feeling about Sabine's choices this episode? And do they feel uh, uh, like they make logic, like internal logical sense for the character? We'll get into this, but I'll, here's what I'm saying. I did not like Sabine's choice in this, and it did not make a ton of sense to me. Mm. Uh, and we can have a little bit debate that, on it. I, uh, yeah, it, it definitely felt that, like a moment of weakness, and Alyssa pointed uh, that out for sure. But uh, there's uh, there's some specific things said in this episode, sure, that made me like, oh shit, she has another chance, a second chance to actually have uh, the ability to save someone she sees as family when she sure. wasn't given that choice, yeah. which we learned so, in this episode the first yeah. time around. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. I personally okay. see it. Yeah. I see it. I see what you're saying. Uh, I completely disagree. We'll <laughs> I know about it. Uh, I did like, uh, I did like who Yang having to go up against an HK droid. I thought that so was hilarious. Cool. Stellar. I like, I like seeing Carson Tiva coming back. I like seeing all the, uh, all the all the good rebels who understand what's really going on uh, coming coming into play here, uh, and this was a cool. I mean, this was such. A, I also love how quickly the Maroc is Ezra theorists got or Star Killer or any like literally fifteen other none different of characters those theories made any sense. <laughs> And now I think it's even cooler to theorize about. Wait, where was it's he like, night sister? Is there night sister what was that? Going that on? was cool he as was shit. Night, he was definitely a night sister zombie. He was probably because they've done that before. He's definitely he was definitely like a, a dead inquisitor, which is so somebody. sick. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very awesome. cool. We love <laughs> night sister magic in this house. Yeah, yeah. Sage. Okay. Uh- Look, it's one of those super dark Disney Plus episodes where you got to turn the brightness on all of your devices yes. all the way mm-hmm. up. Uh, I thought the episode was fantastic. I enjoyed it very, very much. Uh, I love getting to see in the beginning some banter between Ahsoka and Sabine. 
and Sabine and kind of like the relationship building between the three of them as a trio with Hu Yang. Uh, I thought that that was really fun. And I thought that that um, there was a lot of those little moments that were like throwing towards it were foreshadowing that like stay together, work together. Mm -hmm. Can I trust you? You know that you can. Uh, and then they said, screw that, <laughs> throw it in the trash. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. We don't care about that. What did you think we were foreshadowing? If you thought that, you're a dummy. <laughs> uh, essentially, which is very, very interesting. And I know that we will get in more into the like Sabine debate, but I do agree with Anthony that I was shocked by the choice just because there were so many moments leading up to that that I was like, ah, okay, I see. Uh, Balin is employing uh, like a force empathy, essentially. Uh, he's using that to tap into the most vulnerable parts of her. But also things like Ezra, for instance, are very surface in her vulnerability. She's not private about it. Everyone knows this about her. So it's not like he tapped into something so deep and dark and secret. It is something that is she is very actively pursuing. So shouldn't be I don't know, that sensitive. Tapping into her family um, being killed in like the sweep of Mandalore, obviously a deeper cut into that, revealed a little bit more about it, revealed maybe a divide between her and Ahsoka that was very interesting, yeah. uh, that she was already training under her. Maybe there was something that like Ahsoka could have done or that Sabine could have been there had she not been with Ahsoka potentially and feels like she could have done something about it. Um, but still, in every one of those moments when she's holding the gun uh, on the little, like, wayfinder thing, I keep thinking, well, she's waiting for him to be done with this, and then she's going to shoot him, obviously. This is where Balin dies. This is the moment. It's going to happen at some point here. Uh, even if he's able to tap into this information, we just got the foreshadowing of, can I trust you? And this is her moment to prove it. Uh, and live up to it, having just watched Ahsoka, mm -hmm. in her mind, fall to her death. We know Ahsoka's not dead. Um, and, and, and no. And as ineffective as it was, she used the force for the first time. She got a little shoulder shove. Plus, these people stabbed her through the heart and belly. <laughs> like, I will she say, knows not to trust them. The like, action... It was very odd. Uh, now, some people are are uh, speculating that it was actually like force manipulation and mm. not just it was beyond empathy, but empathy to manipulate and that she is under some kind of control. I'm not in that camp of thinking she was under some kind of control. I think she's especially too, based on her reaction. She's after. not that weak minded, too, which is the thing. I agree. No, because when they show because when they show um, a moment later, the choking and everything then she starts acting like somebody is manipulating her with the force. But until then, it's right. just very like, but I'm chill. Seeing her show up and use the force, seeing her have to pull out her lightsaber, her get her Mandalorian helmet knocked off. And also just as people who like follow the Mandalorian of her different relationship with her helmet is very interesting to watch yep. it get taken off in battle. And you have that little like in your heart of like a Mandalorian has had their helmet taken off. <laughs> And um, the, the way she really uses fun. her armor to block when like the so lightsaber sad. gets the taken sound. out yeah. is so good. What she does her like pathetic. Oh, yeah. that was wow. such a good combo of like Jedi and Mandalorian tech and magic. That was such a fun and cool moment. I loved the action in this episode. I loved Ahsoka's fight. I thought that that was brilliant. I loved watching a uh, zombie inquisitor explode. I loved this episode overall. Mm hmm. 
I loved this episode. I don't know that I could have loved it more. Like th this show so far has just been delivering for me. I love all the character stuff. I love the action in this. I can't believe that we're four episodes in to a Disney Plus series. And I feel like everything that's happened so far, I've enjoyed. We have a clear path forward. We have enough room to get there. Yeah. Next week's not the finale. This feels like the type of episode that if we ever got this in any other show, next week would this have been would, the finale. This would have been the penultimate episode yep. of Mando season four. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. We got room. We got four more episodes to go where we're going, and I can't wait to get there. And the insane thing is like, I don't know where you're feeling about this of like, I'm so excited for next week's episode and not for a reason I would have thought like two weeks ago. Exactly. Which yeah. is insane. Exactly. And it's directed by Filoni. We're about to get some crazy shit next week. Um, but my thing is, unlike you guys, I just spent the last couple of weeks watching Rebels for the first time. Four seasons of mm. Rebels. Mm. So what does that mean? I have seen Sabine purposefully get captured and then crawl her way through space vents a thousand times. <laughs> this makes a lot more sense to me <laughs> when you look at it through that frame of reference where it's like, oh yeah, this is Sabine, baby. Yeah. And yeah, you know, to your guys' uh, point, I, I do think that it, 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 I was a little bit caught off guard, but I think that to Barrett's point, which I feel like I sighed more on, she is with the reveal of losing her family semi due to Ahsoka due to them being partners, whatever that was, and that resentment towards it all. This being a second chance to get Ezra, who she's clearly looking at as this, like, the only sign of hope. Star Wars is always about hope, right? And the idea that Ezra could still be out there. Her mm -hmm. final family that she can actually latch on to, that she feels never, like, betrayed her or anything. I think that is so interesting. and Which is so upsetting when, like, Balin is definitely, like, using the Force to, you know, get some of her thoughts of, like, how he talks about, like, He's the only family she feels like she has, like, even though Hera is still out there yeah. and Jason, and it's mm -hmm. like, fuck, man, like, the the splitting and, like, the, the events of the finale of Rebels, like, really messed her up in a lot of ways than maybe we could have ever but see. Predicted. But I, I think it goes even yeah. deeper than that, and it goes to Ezra represents something to her. It's yeah. not even just Ezra himself. It is yeah. more just the idea of her feeling hopeless and lost and... Knowing that there's something out there, it's it's the grass is always greener type thing, yeah. right? And just knowing just that wish, she has something she needs to overcome. Yeah, I just wish at this point they would stop hinting so much at the rift between uh, Sabine and Ahsoka and show us a little bit more of those events. Yeah. So I could have believed Balin's gambit and her falling prey to that just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Don't make your you know. female leads passive aggressive. That, yeah, that's the thing is I want to know. I mean, I would. I, I, I just want the show not tell of this thing between Ahsoka and Sabine. Same. I want. I want somebody to mention something material at this point. I want somebody to mention an exact moment, not just a hint of like, "Oh, master, you screwed me over." And it's like, well, you know, she says I screwed her over, and I kind of did with the thing. And then, like, it's been four What's episodes of being like, ah, yes, with the thing here's, that we all here's know. Here's where I agree with Anthony <laughs> and Tim in this, in that, A, I think they've kind of revealed the thing in, it's in twofold of two things. It is, one, the Mandalore, and two, Ahsoka abandoning her, right? Yeah. Like, that's the twofold of things that Sabine has to be resentful of. I wish that we would explore that resentment in the way yes. that, like, the Jedi Order raises you to, like, let go of emotion and Sabine cannot. 
I think that we're hinting at that, but I agree. I wish we'd get into it. But we did spend a good amount of this episode with this conversation between Ahsoka and Sabine. And Ahsoka being like, you have to give up Ezra. I'm sorry if it comes down to it. I'm not picking him and you shouldn't either. Which mm -hmm. did leave a door open for this choice to happen. Uh, I true. just wish that we had seen Sabine react a little more to it at the time. Like, I wish we had seen a little more of her pain leading up to this. So it looked like a uh, less weak choice yeah Unless, no, real, real, real quick not had real, real quick sorry, carboni yeah. let, let me let me cut yeah. you off here because i do want to take a quick word from our sponsors then we'll get right back to you this episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrace.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've had seven months without an NFL game, but for all of you football fans out there, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game game day this September. You can check out the app to see what you get. You can download now and use code kind of funny to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That is code kind of funny only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call telephone number 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpd.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility and deposit restrictions. Apply. Go for when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Or Carboni. Yeah, I, I do wish when you're when you're talking about passive aggressive and, and I'm talking about being shown and not told, I think that's more what I'm talking about. I think it's more like I want to see less of Ahsoka speaking with her arms crossed and Sabine kind of going, oh, gosh, golly, and walking <laughs> off and walking off set. Like, I want to see 
well, we have to give up Ezra. And if we have to give up Ezra, that's because we're saving the galaxy. You know, I would have loved to have seen, and I think in Rebels, we would have seen a little bit more of Sabine going like, hey, uh-uh, that's yeah. not cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I want a little bit more of the punk rock Sabine that we kind of knew in Rebels who would mm -hmm. say to Ahsoka, this is just like you. You're always talking like this and it's garbage and I don't like it. That's but all yes, I Tim. want. I, I see this as, <laughs> at, I, I agree with you, but I think that this is, we're seeing Sabine and I, I feel like the passive aggressiveness, I read it more as her internalizing it and trying to not be the emotional Sabine we've seen before. This is her trying right. to yeah. please Ahsoka. This is her second chance. This is her she, 10 years later after we've trying to understand yeah. the force and get these powers and it's not working and i think they showed that really well uh explicitly with last week with her trying to move the cup and like joking about the cup and all that stuff yeah. like i i just feel like the sabine we're seeing now is 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 the, the sabine we know but she's trying to be something different and i think that that's where we're seeing her kind of a break and it can kind of feel like not aligned with uh, the decisions I can agree with you on that. And I don't think that it's too late to explore that emotional turmoil. I just want to see it. I hope that we mm -hmm. get to it. Especially where we leave Sabine. off and where we are specifically at the end of this episode where, right. you know, maybe there's opportunity to literally look at the past. I think there's an opportunity there for sure. Yeah. There is the back and forth debate of, I want Ezra, but also uh, Ahsoka's kind of my dad that left and just came back and I do want his approval. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. to leave and to leave that and to leave that whole like up, oh, you know what she did to you on Mandalore to one line still from Balin is like, OK, now we do have an idea of what happened. But buddy, I need to see and hear and experience this like this is a character trauma and I need to be we'll get there. I need to see it. That's all. And I mm. think we're four episodes in. And like y'all are saying, I think we're in a good place to see that next time. But if. But it's time. It's yeah, time it, it is a weird, especially with this being a weekly thing. I do. Th I, I agree with you there of like, it's a weird story choice to have it come out this way. Maybe like in retrospect, when we see it as a full ape episode thing, yeah. when we know everything, maybe it makes a little bit sense if you're able to see it and know it all. But in a weekly kind of uh, reveal, I think uh, I, I agree with you there for sure. Now that said, let's talk a little bit about Balin in this episode Dude. and some of the fight choreography that ah Ahsoka's fighting style where she's like, they're using Rosario's theatrical and ballet background. Oh, yeah. Oh, the thing where she's like using the henge as like, oh, as yeah, like uh, strength and to like and to like. Yeah, she's two Keep hand fighting when she's been using multi weapons. She's two hand single saber fighting now. And she's got that leg back against the henge because Balin is so, so cool. huge and strong. And she's like, okay, well, how do I hold up against this guy who's who we talked about this last week? His ring is literally fake. It's a prop. His hands are so huge. They had to make that <laughs> ring and it's not real. So like, that's a big dude. So using her environment like that was so amazing to see. Like the fight choreography in this episode was brilliant. You know, I, I always, again, just watching Rebels for the first time, I finally got to see the the Twin Sons episode and yes. uh, seeing, like, how amazing the Obi-Wan Maul face-off actually is in context of it all uh, and, you know, just the one strike and how powerful they can be story-wise when it's built up. Seeing a very similar thing here with the Inquisitor or whatever the fuck, Maroke, uh, uh, Maroke spitting yeah. the thing and then her just coming in, like, slicing him versus her fight with uh, Balin, I really loved how street fighter this all felt like pro street mm -hmm. fighter level where it's like you see two people uh, playing against each other they figure out each other's text they figure mm. out the techniques 
back off for a bit and then go in for it and then change things up and go back in. Like, it was like, yo, these are pros. These are people that have like learned how to saber fight forever. Yeah. The it, different it, styles that they even talk about in yeah. uh, the episode. And like, a, the, yeah, she has like different stances for how she's uh, battling Maroc, how she like starts off with Balin where she, it almost, she makes her sword like feel like even more heavy when she starts that off and like weighing it down. Um, and then also shout out to Shin. Is that the apprentice's yeah. name? Yep. She yes. felt so much like Anakin. She's sick with like fuck, the, man. the uh, like uh, her, her shoulders. She uses her shoulders. I noticed this too, yeah. Barrett. She uses her shoulders in a way that they had Hayden use his shoulders. Yes. Where it's like big emotional movements and like asymmetry. And she's always squaring up and like yeah. moving her weight and like. But then also there's like a level of tenacity. Way. Yeah, yeah. And there's a level of tenacity there as well that just like. I feel like we've only ever really seen that with Anakin because of like the the range of emotions and she's kind of at that we don't really know much about her or what her like uh inner strife is and all that but there's definitely something going on there where it's we like we don't Damn, see a this. lot of people force choke either so yeah there's a couple of similarities popping up there yeah. that are very interesting and obviously like Anakin is a theme throughout this episode which I'm sure we'll get to in a second but when you see her fight you actually see the contrast like uh Tim was talking about how like these are pros between uh Ahsoka and Balin with the contrast of people that are not in the fight between Sabine and Shin yeah. When you're mm -hmm. watching that fight, it's two people that are definitely not fully trained. And it's the only reason that I think Sabine is able to keep up is because Shin fights so emotionally and Ahsoka has trained Sabine to fight so strategically. So when she is pulling yeah. from her lessons and her centeredness, the only reason she can keep up is because Shin fights so angrily and emotionally. One well, thing and Shin's got that 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 Sith apprentice thing going on too, where she's like, oh. I'm better than you. And so yeah. she just takes that in and internalizes it. And it makes her sloppy in a way yeah. that it made Anakin sloppy. God, I um, just, I loved the fake out too. Of just like her yeah. closing the hands. And it, it, like we said already, just like the best mixture of just like slight Jedi training and everything she like knows as like a, a Mandalorian fighter. Where yeah, she, I think she's like, you have no power. And I wrote down in my notes of like, you don't need the force if you have other abilities to use in a mm -hmm. fight, like the force, I know the force is technically in canon and all that, like everything, but like it is in everything. And I just, I fucking love that Sabine kind of like put that in her face for a well, second. Well, I have and a I question think, for you guys. Sorry, go on. Just was that what, like, did Sabine use the force? Yes. There was a little bit of a push against her shoulder. There, there was a yep. sound effect. And then, yeah, it did. It did seem like she reacted. Like, uh, she the, knocked her saber arm back. Yeah, so I yeah. saw that, but like it, it, it was weird to me. Where like I, I couldn't tell. The editing was, is weird in that moment. If it was like, oh, more it's because Disney Plus doesn't let you select SDR <laughs> instead of HDR, so you couldn't see anything that was going <laughs> on. It wasn't that. It was more just like, like I when I saw it, I first thought like obviously they're trying to make us think she's about to use the Force, but I thought it was even um, Shin almost like preparing for it, like preparing for the hit as been. opposed to actually being Force affected. Yeah, um, it, because it, then her read of it, it, but if I they did didn't hear, pull it back to the, the Mando like rocket thing, then I would have been like, okay, like yeah. she definitely like used the force. They but used the sound that, effect, and I don't, I, I don't feel thing. like they if, did. if they didn't use the sound effect, I feel like I would. It, 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 again, it's it was a weird editing moment where like I could I see both, and like the first time I watched it, I definitely had your read of like, oh, she used that as like a fake out moment to then like do the Mando thing, but then yeah, I I don't think they would have used the sound effect if that yeah, that's didn't mean. I took it like, as a brief and fleeting use of the force. Yeah. Yeah. Out of uh, desperation. It was good too. And you're right. It's, I think that's something that 
as I love Hu Yang. I've always loved Hu Yang as a character. Uh. And I think it's something that Hu Yang in his way has been telling her the whole time. It's like, yeah, you're a terrible Jedi, but don't worry about that. Like, just learn as much as you can and use the skills that you have. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about the fact that you're not going to be doing like flips with your hands behind your back like everybody else is doing. Like, yeah. if the force doesn't work, you've got sparrow missiles. Use them. <laughs> totally. Like, and then so, so one thing that I, I thought was really special about this episode that I can't really pinpoint any other moment in Star Wars that I felt this way about was the Ahsoka Balin fight. Where when we first get to this little like set piece where they're in the cool little star map situation and then we know there's this ball that's the map that is the centerpiece of this whole arena essentially. My first thought is like, why doesn't she just fucking force pull the thing, game over, we're done, right? Mm -hmm. But they have a moment where Ahsoka looks at it and like you get the vibe that she's thinking that. She's thinking, yeah. I just need to pull it. But then she looks at him and she doesn't. They set the stage for there's a force power going on in this area right now. He is almost emitting force. And that's when mm. she starts getting in the different poses. And the way that fight plays out with him being so aggressive and like Carboni was saying of her using the surroundings, it just felt like a way more, it wasn't just about each strike being made. There was a presence around them that was changing the, impacting the way that they were able to fight each other. Right. And seeing yeah. Ahsoka deal with that, I was like, this is cool as hell. Yeah, there's a always been a thing being a third person in the fight. Yes. Yeah. And there's always been that thing where when a when a Jedi is or a force user is being uh, is, is being distracted by a force user of equal or greater power, they don't have the uh, the space to do simple things like we've seen it happen before where it's like, well, why didn't he just pull that? It's like, well, because he was fighting freaking Darth Vader at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they just don't. They don't have that ability, but there, I think there's a lot of others, like there's this old magic going on or old technology going on too, where it's like, maybe that thing is not easy to pull out of that. You know what I mean? Without, yeah. uh, without being there and, and using intention. Uh, and you do see the fight towards the second half being very directed around that. Like you're saying, Tim, they really started making the, uh, the star map, the focal point of of shots so you knew they were both thinking about it the whole time uh mm -hmm. and i love that it really just comes down to her just grabbing this flaming hot orb of magic and just being like no done over yeah and i, I did like that to the the point of like why didn't sabine like we don't feel like sabine would like do this like she should have shot the thing i do like that they showed him having to saber it and like stay for a second to like break yeah. it where a blaster shot wouldn't have done anything like i like that they showed that like regardless of the call she made she made the right call because mm. otherwise it just wouldn't have done like it well, wouldn't have worked shoot him. i didn't think she'd shoot the orb i knew she wouldn't give up her chance to meet ezra but i thought she's literally aiming it up like this with him on the other side i thought she was just gonna bing. But we saw her shooting at him, and he was just bah, bah, bah. like yeah. it was like us playing no, a video was, game on there easy. Was literally, a point where he turned around too. Yeah, he had he had Ahsoka like over the one. He turned. It was after he'd had Ahsoka. After they had gotten to the point where it seemed like Sabine was giving in, he you know his lightsaber, and he turns, having accepted that she has given in. I thought, I thought it was thought psychological was warfare like that too, where it was like mm. I'm luring him in. He's He's uh -huh. putting his saber, he's holstering his saber, and he's like, hey, we're buddies here, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're buddies, we're buddies. Like, and then 
I thought there's she was going to do something. He would have, and there's every chance he would have sensed that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's every chance he would have sensed that. Really quick, I, leading up to that, I, I loved the moment where um, Shin arrives and Ahsoka takes that as, oh, Sabine's fucking dead and takes yep. it out on Shin. And then in return, Balin <laughs> takes it out on Ahsoka. We're Woo! like, it just in that 10 second yeah. sequence, you even from both sides, you see how much these masters care so fucking much about their apprentices. Dude, the uh, strength with which she throws Shin up against that rock was... She was violence. there to, like, fucking kill people, man. Non-magical violence in Star Wars, even though it is magical in the way that she's throwing her, but hitting a rock yeah. uh, is very jarring in yeah, Star Wars yeah. and very effective when it's just like, <clears throat> oh, that's just head to rock. And so... Ow. <laughs> my last like little detail that I want before we get into like the kind of yeah. final minutes here I loved how slow the calculation was for the jump to this other galaxy like usually for uh, like um, galactic jumps it's like 30 seconds you know or maybe a minute like Han has to take a little bit of time to uh, jump over to where they think uh, um, uh, Leia's uh, dad is yeah Alderaan and Luke's like oh like fucking jump away they're coming on us and he's like uh, you know like I gotta make all these calculations but that usually doesn't take 10-15 minutes right and I loved that you just get this slow calculation over like the entire course of the episode to really sell of like they're going a far ways away. I don't love how slow it is. And then in the last like minute, it's like, all right, the second <laughs> half is going to take way quicker. It's like, I, well, it's MacGuffin time. Yeah, it's they're, MacGuffin they're time. But MacGuffin I feel like time. you could have had the moment if Morgan showed up on the ship. Maybe it's just at the last yeah. kind of dial. It doesn't still need to be halfway. But I love how slow it happened, but that it happened this episode. I feel yes. like other shows, it would have been like, there were three episodes away from this thing actually happening. We fucking see them take off into hyperspace yeah. and not only do we see that one quick moment i want to talk about before we talk about the very end is the whole hera of it all right her getting the uh -huh. rebels together once a rebel always a rebel holy shit this is awesome her and the ghost with the x-wings all coming in i actually had fear when we the have them fear. in the circle it is like a straight up i had to pause the episode and i was like <laughs> don't, don't i was like we know the ghost is in rise of skywalker somewhere so it, oh, the ghost call. has to yeah. survive good right call. it has to but i was like but maybe hera and like jason all of them kid? still die don't you put jason in that ship Ugh. and point that ship towards that ring right now and the, the fucking stressed. again tenacity of it where it like shoots off and the fucking after effect it has oh, on all of the ships and like three of those x-wings fucking die like and then jason yeah. oh. they're feeling the force you know he's, he's got, like, a, bad got a bad feeling it's like it's it is it's, it's not about this it's, but it's he's a, got a bad feeling yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just in general that stuff happened we are wrapping this up but we can't wrap it up before we talk about the biggest fucking reveal uh, we've seen in Star Wars in, in quite a while. Sage, kick it off. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Anakin appears in this place. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of conversations about like the spaces between universes right now. We mm -hmm. don't know where Ahsoka is or exactly how this has happened. They're in some sort of cave setting. Anakin appears to her, not in the last outfit we see Anakin in, but instead in the robes that Ahsoka would recognize him in, uh, greeting her as Snips. What's very interesting to me, though, is the Vader theme. I know. Yeah. What is 
mean? I don't know. And yeah. yeah. And so it seems like the world between worlds. I don't know if it's yeah. exactly mm-hmm. the same place. Uh, as we know, uh, Ahsoka has been saved before and pulled into the world between worlds by Ezra. At a, at a moment that she is about to die. At a moment that she's about to die by uh, Anakin, by Darth Vader, the moment where she is like, in a moment where she fully accepts that, yes, this is what happened to my master. Um, and so now the big question is like, how did she get pulled back in here? Is there more? To, it, uh, Alyssa was like, did Anakin pull her in? And I was like, I don't think that quite makes sense. I think the Anakin is, ghost. is probably a force ghost here, but I don't know like how sh- still she got into the world between worlds. Maybe yeah. she's in a weird Jedi afterlife but, thing. But so here's the thing. Having just watched Rebels with the world between worlds episodes, there are moments that aren't real there like there are like mm-hmm. like like not, they're not holograms but it's like they look real and like even in this he's the not force ghosty he looks real yeah but like we we saw like palpatine like talking to to ezra but it wasn't actually him right or like right. no that no it's i think that was him though well, the, but palpatine then made ezra see other things that looked real that weren't actually real that wasn't that the space. world between worlds though i don't think you're thinking of like the when he gets to see his family and stuff and he's like oh like Go over here. This is a possibility. I don't think that's the same episode of like him saving a soap yeah, and stuff. Um, but the world, okay, but the world between worlds, the virgin scatter exists in between time and space. It is entirely possible. Like, here's the thing you're seeing Anakin. Anakin could be dead. Anakin could be alive. Anakin could be visiting her from any time, from any space within Anakin's life and within her life. That's the cool thing about the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. The playing of the Vader theme is. It, the, the fascinating thing about this because it is and it, w- it would hurt me very much because to hear Hayden Christensen say snips in live action oh. it, would, uh. it would hurt me if this was manipulation by Vader or by the dark side while Ahsoka is in the world between worlds it would hurt me yeah that's uh, but it could I be I didn't I'm think about like, that possibility. Hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like ooh. just the just the the hay snips. Like uh, for context, like very early on in the Clone Wars, that was the nickname Anakin gave Ahsoka because she was very snippy. She was a uh, you know very uh, she was a teenager back then, right? Mm-hmm. And just to to hear that in the live action, to have live action Ahsoka and live action Anakin like have a moment. Who knows where it'll go next episode? Maybe it is some evil manipulation shit, but at least for right now, it's just like this, fuck, man, they finally got to do it, and I just, I absolutely loved it. I know, and it's that not was, Anakin's theme, it's Vader's. I know, but I'm just... <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But I, I'm hoping I that's more of just like... I, I, I hope that's more of like a thematic thing rather than a literally like Anakin is like some sort of force manipulation by the uh, dark side. Th- my, but my final we'll thought on this is Dave is known to do things in the world between worlds in mortis in moments like this like you're saying uh like like you've been saying tim where some of these are spiritual lessons that are metaphorical Mm. and it could be that this is not anakin as we know him at all this could be some representation of the force of magic in the universe it could be something subconscious within ahsoka's mind that is telling her what she needs to do as a master right Mm -hmm. to have your own master show up at a time of like what looks like great defeat in your life especially like Uh, right after a moment where she fights balin and balin is kind of constantly throwing in her face of like you had a, like a terrible history of like of a, a lineage. You're going to pass that on. One of the things he says, it didn't need to be like this, but you don't know any other way. Taking a stab at how she was trained yeah. by Anakin. Yeah. So, by the way, Vader's identity worst kept secret 
How does everybody know it now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That is very funny. I mean, it has been hell of years, right? about you all the time. It's been hell of years. It's been at least seven years since he's died. So, and we know from comics or a book that Leia was uh, like essentially like like banned from like the Senate or whatever because it became a whole like hullabaloo of like, she was Vader's daughter. Like that's a, that's something that's canon, unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. I can't wait for next week. Directed by Dave Filoni. You know he's about to bring it. I imagine we're going to get a lot more of Hayden Christensen in that one. Uh, But let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode. Uh, And remember, you can follow Anthony Carboni where? Uh, You can follow me everywhere at A Carboni. And Sage, where about you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage or at twitch.tv slash pixelcircus. Until next time, may the force be with you.